I like to have pieces that can warm up a contemporary space mm -hmm. and make a traditional space more contemporary. So kind of back and forth, like I need to put it in a traditional house and modernize it. I need to put it in a modern house to kind of warm it up. And if it straddles that line of flexibility, then, you know, that tends to be the Airbnb aesthetic. Welcome to the Explore Home Podcast. Market is right around the corner, and we hope you'll be making the trip to High Point this spring. Universal will once again be offering a number of different activations to help add to your market experience. We have nine events in our Learning Center happening Friday, April 1st through Monday, April 4th. You can view and register for all events at universalfurniture.com slash market events. In addition, we also have a newly designed designer's lounge experience for account partners. If you're not an account, no problem. You can sign up on the spot. The space features a new bar experience with Bartesian cocktails. The beauty bar is available for quick touch-ups. And there's some great opportunities to win some amazing gifts with our lounge partner, Rue Magazine. Learn more about the Designer's Lounge at universalfurniture.com slash designer's lounge. Today on the podcast, we're excited to welcome Aaron Valencich. We've gotten to know Aaron very well over the last couple of years as we've been collaborating on a new collection, Aaron V for Universal, which will debut at Spring Market. Today we'll discuss the collection and the development process with Aaron, as well as how she ended up pursuing a career in interior design. We'll get Aaron's take on what makes for good design and what pieces in the collection she's excited to share and for you to see. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Aaron, and we hope to see you at market. Aaron, welcome to the Explorer Home Podcast. Thanks for making a little time before market to to join us. I know we have a lot uh, a lot planned and a lot we've been working on. I think it's probably like three years in this lead up with different starts and stops. But we are very excited about working with you and 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 what we're about to kind of all experience and see at market. But yeah, so thanks again for making time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. I think it would be great to start uh, before we kind of get into the project. You know, if you can maybe share just a little bit about your background and, and really how did you end up kind of pursuing a career in interior design? Totally. Um, really pursuing a career in interior design kind of happened a bit by accident, I guess. But when I do look at my background and how I grew up, it kind of makes total sense. Um, so my grandfather had been a general contractor and then a fine cabinet maker in his later years. So on our farm in Sacramento, I was like literally hanging out in his cabinet shop and making Barbie sofas out of scrap wood. I remember specifically like this little wood curved arm sofa that I made. And, um, you know, I wasn't making birdhouses or the stuff the other kids wanted to make. I was making sofas for Barbie. And then um, my mom was the ultimate DIYer. So not only had she been flipping apartment buildings and had a painting business uh, with a partner, but when we moved to Los Angeles, just the two of us, when I was nine, she was, you know, just constantly fixing up where we lived and loved going to flea markets and garage sales and finding old furniture and redoing things and um, just generally, you know, fixing up the houses and love that process. You know, there were always shelter magazines in, in our house. And so I accompanied her to many a Sunday early morning at the Rose Bowl flea market, you know, hunting for antiques. And then started working for a woman named Susie Coelho, who was a lifestyle expert. This is going back 20 plus years when Martha Stewart was just, you know, exploding on the scene and HGTV was taking over everything. And so I worked for Susie for six years. We ended up doing, you know, t multiple TV shows with HGTV. Um, she was on The View, The Today Show, Oprah. So I was there prepping segments 
um, you know, styling. We did two books with Simon and Schuster on home decor and style. And that really kind of opened my eyes to the world of design. Although she didn't have private clients, we were really doing it for media. And so when I was 24, I was like, okay, let's just do this. A friend of mine introduced me to my first client, told her I was an interior designer and she hired me and I had no idea how to work with a client or what that meant, but figured it out and uh, never looked back. So I quit my job with Susie with $3,000 in my pocket, um, hung a shingle as a designer. And that was, I can't even tell you, 16, 17 years ago. That's wild. And then, yeah. and, and then you obviously it's, it's expanded outside of just obviously, you know, I know you're, you're still an interior designer. You still obviously work with a number of different projects or clients and projects all over the world, but you also in the process of this then started your own furniture brand. Yes. Very early on in my career, after also having experienced like the licensing deals and such that Susie was doing, I knew I really wanted to create a brand and a, and product in particularly that would, you know, continue to live on and just had a bigger, a bigger sphere of influence than me in one project at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd always been thinking about that, but it happened very organic with the furniture in the sense that, you know, when I got my first real job, which I consider like a nice house in Brentwood with a decent budget, um, I sought out all of the local manufacturing in LA because I wanted a custom sofa and I wanted to make a custom kitchen cabinetry and, you know, tables and mirrors and all the things. And I think growing up in my grandfather's wood shop, it just was very natural for me to understand the process of how to make stuff. And so I sought that out and really started making custom furniture for my projects. And on average, we really do put, you know, almost 80% of what we put into our clients' homes is is custom done. And that really led me to start creating a furniture line. Um, In 2011, I opened a showroom in LA for Airbnb Furniture and kind of launched a more broad collection of high-end custom made to order. And then... After I did a TV show on NBC called American Dream Builders in 2014, um, partnered with a licensing agent and started working with other brands. So I have a line of hardware with Baldwin, mm-hmm. um, rugs, accessories. Uh, we're working on some window coverings to be announced. And then, of course, now, you know, a fantastic collection with Universal. Yeah. And I think um, just just for folks listening, so obviously what you do with a lot of the custom stuff that you do, it's it's they're almost, you know, one of a kind, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're working on is certainly it's it's not that, but I think it's certainly inspired by the work that you've done on your own and in, you know, various projects and stuff. So I think it's different, uh, certainly in terms of something that's probably more scalable and and lets people maybe get an aspect of what you do for your own brand, but in something that maybe is more broad in terms of price point, uh, fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's when you're making, you know, one of a kind pieces, there's only so many people in homes that those can go in. And even within my own projects, you know, we have to source for a range of price points, lead time, Mm -hmm. availability, you know, all of the factors that designers deal with. So it's very common to, you know, put a showstopper in the dining room, but in other areas of the house, you still have to make it look absolutely fabulous, but you just don't have, you know, you don't have that budget everywhere. Um, And so I wanted to have a a product line as well that was more accessible and sold more broadly. You know, my high-end stuff is super boutique-y. And uh, so I'm really excited to get to kind of share my furniture design passion and, and, um, experience with a broader audience. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think the things that, you know, we've had the chance obviously to lay eyes on and, uh, we've shot some stuff already, of course, but I think there's a lot of, wow, you know, like there's a lot of wow, which is, which is cool. So, you know, from your perspective, maybe also, would you say that, do you have like a certain look or approach that you take 
when you tackle an interior project or is everything almost a clean slate? Um, I really like a mix of styles and looks. If it, you know, comes down to it, I can appreciate a lot of different things. I would say I kind of have, you know, maybe more of a modern classic taste. I do like clean lines, but I also like some pieces that are more ornate. So when it comes to doing a design project for a client, of course, you know, their wants and needs kind of spark the creativity and, and then we go from there. However, when it comes to designing products and furniture specifically, or even the door hardware for Baldwin, you know, I really, I try to imagine designing something as well that I could sell to my clients. Like if I feel like when I look at it, I go, yeah, most of my clients would appreciate that. Um, I know I'm in the right direction because when I you know, started out, I was kind of willy nilly just doing everything and anything I liked, you know, 16, 17 years ago. And even though I could appreciate it, it wasn't saleable. And when it came down to it, if I wouldn't put it in my own house, it wasn't something that I should put Aaron B on. And that took a while to understand. And so now that's kind of my benchmark. Like, would I put it in my home? Would I live around it? Could I see myself selling it to my clients? And I like to have pieces that can warm up a contemporary space Mm -hmm. and make a traditional space more contemporary. So kind of back and forth. Like I need to put it in a traditional house and modernize it. I need to put it in a modern house to kind of warm it up. And if it straddles that line um, of flexibility, then, you know, that tends to be the air and the aesthetic. So some people call California cool. You know, I like a lot of texture. I like a mix of materials. I'm so excited about the pieces for Universal because we were able to do so many different incredible finishes that, um, that frankly, like are just too costly to do one off in LA, you know? So we got to do a lot of really cool things that I've been kind of holding, holding on to for so many years as an inspiration. And I, I can't wait to see it um, in person at market. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I think, I think when folks see, um, you know, really the breadth of finishes and textures and materials that go into this, it is a, it's immersive. Uh, I think from an experience standpoint, it's very different than anything we've, we've done. And uh, I think uh, obviously, you know, I think the collaboration really, I think it, it does, it kind of showcases a, a different look for, what we've done and it, it kind of pulls from a lot of things that you've done, but, but probably more accessible from a, from a price point standpoint, if you will. So um, yeah, it's going to be cool from your perspective, you know, kind of with, with that, what you just kind of went through, what about, you know, what makes good design from your perspective? Hmm. Well, it is kind of that je ne sais quoi element, right? Like, design is is subjective but at the same time there's timeless elements that i'm really drawn to and mm-hmm. i think there's there's a reason for that you know even like marble as a finish when you think about how long as a people we have been using marble you know and it is still hot and beautiful today and will never go away because it is it's painterly it's artistic it's interesting but it's of the earth and i think that that element of natural warm textures is something that I find really resounding in timeless design in spaces that, you know, don't start to feel too dated. You know, I can appreciate really traditional stuff and I can appreciate super contemporary stuff, but I like that natural element. And that to me is kind of, I think what, when you weave that in depend, you know, regardless of the style of room, you weave in that, those natural finishes and elements in kind of a modern classic way. I think that's timeless and that's going to look good today and look good in 20 years. And, you know, there's certain designers I can look back on and go, wow, 
that room is from the seventies, you know, right, it wasn't what right. you think of. And those, those tend to be the more organic, natural faces that I find really can just kind of keep moving forward. Yeah. That's, I think that's really cool. I think how, and I think you're right. When you, when you look at some things, they just, they can kind of stand the test of time and they're not necessarily married to one look necessarily, you know, each can be unique. Um, but it has that opportunity, I think, to, um, you know, to have, to have a, you know, longevity. Yeah. I think also another piece of, you know, especially when it comes to designing furniture is that you don't want it to be trendy, right? You want this thing right. to still be hot in five years and in 10 years. And when people are purchasing things for their home, very few people like live with furniture for three years and throw it all away and start over. You know, they, they do really, you move, you move it room to room, you move it home to home. And so having pieces that the finish is right, where it will, it'll play with whatever floor color you move into in the future, mm -hmm. you know, and you mix and match and, and it's still very kind of friendly. I like to say that my finishes really play well in the sandbox with others because if it's too red or it's too blue, it doesn't. And so, you know, you want it to be neutral and warm at the same time. And um, I'm very particular about making sure that the finishes that we choose, not only on, of course, the shapes, but the colors are very, very livable and someone can move them room to room or move them house to house and um, not be like, oh gosh, this thing doesn't go with anything anymore, you know? So right, I think we've right. really done a good job achieving that and, and that makes good design as well. Yeah, I think I think that all is is so crucial because I, I do think you know it, it's an investment. You're making an investment. It's it's gonna it it also tells a, a story. I think a little bit about you and and you know kind of your your own you know kind of approach to fashion, if you will, and how that impacts you know the home. It's it's the first mm -hmm. thing that's gonna say a lot about you. And the fact that yeah, it can you know you, you move, you make changes in the house. Uh, a lot of folks have obviously done that recently and uh mm -hmm. you know whether you're investing in new pieces that can go with or kind of building around something i think there's yeah you kind of want that that flexibility which is which is nice i mean there's just so many different ways to go about kind of piecing things together it's it's, it's very cool yeah yeah awesome the showroom great. and the photography and everything that what i've gotten to see so far is just so gorgeous and stunning and i think people are going to be like just jaw on the floor when, you know, you see the pieces in the space and go and, and, and at the, at the price point that it's at is just remarkable. Yeah, that's what we're after jaws on floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, yeah, this, this collaboration, you know, we, we've had, it's been a journey, I think just with some of the challenges of COVID and what have you, but from your standpoint, <laughs> you know, what was kind of your inspiration behind the collection? What was the process like, I guess, for you? Cause obviously, you know, I know at the beginning, you know, we were going to be traveling to the factory and seeing things in person. We had to go all remote. We, you know, yeah. and then uh, we moved things around, you know, uh, a couple of times based on, uh, you know, starts and stops with, with just the way things have been, everybody's kind of been through it, but, um, you know, from your standpoint, what, what has it been like to go through that process? And, um, you know, what are you, I guess, you know, kind of most excited about? Gosh, well, I'm really excited about all of it, but, um, I'd say, you know, the process with the two head of product design over case goods and over upholstery, like was so seamless. And, um, you know, generally I start every process the same. I pull a bunch of inspiration images and I want to get on the same page kind of visually with whomever I'm working with and collaborating mm -hmm. with client, you know, a, a, per, a furnishings licensing partnership, whatever it is. I really like to start there. Um, cause we can all say black leather sofa and all have very different images in our mind. Yes. Um, but when you look at a picture, you go, ah, okay. And so I usually start my furnishings designs from there as well. 
I have a library of images, not only on Pinterest and Style Row on Instagram, but also just tear sheets of magazines that I have kept for years and years and just stacks of design books with tabs of shapes I like or details or hardware or finishes. And so pulled that out first, you know, wanted it to be not too glamorous. So kind of left some of the mirrored pieces and other things that we do in my other collection off. Um, I wanted it to be, you know, I feel like very current and relevant, but also I could see it moving forward into the next, you know, 10, 20 years. And then just the collaboration with a team that is so used to churning out incredible products, you know, at the level that you guys do was really just such a relief and really pleasant. So aside from the starts and stops, you know, that was, that was what it was, but um, I think the process worked really well. We were pretty much all on the same page and just made it so easy. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it was interesting because I think, I think that point about, you know, when you say something and it can mean so many different things to so many different people, I think when you actually kind of get into it. So um, yeah, I think the, the exchange of ideas, uh, pictures, there was a lot of back and forth of materials, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it did, it worked, it worked well. And we've, it's uh, Shannon um, Lookabill, our, our director of product development, he's unfortunately become like an expert in uh, remote design. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I know it's, it's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not ideal, but it's, yeah, it's worked out. You know, I, I think kind of, uh, you know, a follow-up to that, I think what in your mind, you know, makes somebody like us a good partner for your brand? Cause this is, I think where, you know, each, each have an opportunity. It's, it's, I think this is an opportunity where, you know, we both have opportunities to introduce ourselves to some different audiences, but, you know, from <laughs> your standpoint, you know, what makes, what made us a good fit for you and your brand? Um, well, I'd say it's an, a number of things. Number one being the product and the presentation. You know, there's a lot of players at market and there are a handful plus of like showrooms that you walk into and you're like, oh, wow, they really get this. You know, mm-hmm. your, your showroom display, um, Janine, she does such a fantastic job putting together the vignettes and the looks. And I was really blown away by um, by the product and the way it was presented first and foremost. And then next by the marketing and by you, Neil, you're amazing. And you guys do such a great job um, there too. And, and a lot of furnishings brands and, and such, you can be great product people and not great marketers, right? Or you can be real, make do great marketing, but your showroom's kind of a mess. Like it's really kind of hard to find that trifecta. And also just the, you know, the sheer volume of it all. I was really excited and flattered to be able to collaborate with a company that has that kind of reach um, cause that's just the antithesis of, you know, the boutique stuff that I do in the high end and wanted to have, you know, a range of price points under the Aaron V brand. So we've got like three different levels now. And I think that's, you know, that was needed. And that was what I was kind of really shooting for was just a great partner, but you know, all of those things that understands the marketing, understands how to display it and how to sell it and can produce, you know, fantastic product at scale. Well said. <laughs> Um, um, no, thank you. Thank you very much. I know we're, um, yeah, we're very excited. I think about, again, I think kind of, um, you know, from our standpoint, obviously to, um, you know, work with somebody like you and, and, and some of the projects that you've obviously worked on the experience you have with other brands, the experience I think you have in, uh, the interior space. I think it, it brings certainly a level of credibility to, to what we've done. And while this is a different, you know, kind of we're entering into, from our standpoint, it's a little different than maybe what we normally do. I think having uh, you be a part of that, it just adds a level of credibility that, you know, I think makes the project really kind of come to life. Yeah. I think it'll be exciting for people to kind of walk in and 
uh, you know, kind of experience that from a product standpoint, there's obviously there's a lot, there's gonna be a lot to see. And, you know, is there some items, you don't have to give me like names, but is there some things that you feel like that's a showstropper or, you know, just really excited. And and again, I, unfortunately you haven't had the chance to see all these in person yet. (laughs) You you get to do that um, shortly before everybody else does. Um, But, um, you know, from what you've had the chance to lay eyes on virtually, are there some things that, or even just through the design process, are there, are there some finishes or some items that you feel like, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing that, or I think people are going to be wowed by that. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I love all of my children and it's hard to be favorite. <laughs> I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm particularly excited about the beds and bedside tables, you know, the, the big case pieces. I mean, I do a lot of case goods in general. That's kind of a bit what I'm known for. Um, I know we've got some fantastic sofas as well. And I think the scale of things is, is, you know, not to pick favorites particularly, but just the scale of the furniture was something that was really important to me to make sure that it was large enough that fits in a lot of, you know, the bigger spaces that people have. Mm -hmm. So we've done some, some varying sizes, of course, but, you know, I didn't want it to all feel like too apartmenty and small. And so I think that we've achieved that while not making it feel large and overwhelming, but um, my personal design ethos is always like bigger is better. If you have, you know, 36 inches for a bedside table, like fill it, you know, if you have 24, fill it, don't, don't make everything too small. So I think the scale is something that I think people will find impressive. And then finishes, we have the incredible kind of, you know, waxed linen look, um, this cracked earth. It's almost like a a really incredible, like eggshell, you know, finish. We've got this Louis Vuitton gold that I took from the doors of the Paris store on their elevators. I took a bunch of photos of, um, so we've got some really special finishes um, woven in there and, and then a lot of natural stone, you know, we've done quite a few natural stone tops on pieces too, which I think just brings a level of sophistication. And I know like I just recently put um, marble on top of my existing bedside tables because we had just like this ran- random remnant and I was like, cut it into two pieces. I'll use it for tabletops and threw them on existing tables. And it just made it so fresh and bright and come alive. And so I'm really excited to see those pieces as well. Cause I know we have them on some big cabinets, buffets, you know, side tables. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I know the, the Louis Vuitton inspired uh, elevator finish um, <laughs> is it's really cool. We've seen it in a couple of uh, this, those, there's a small little accent table that we took a picture of mm-hmm. and we've been using it and it's just, it, it, it is, it's really, it's very different. And um, yeah, it's, it's been cool to kind of see that kind of come together. Is there, you know, I think it's interesting. I think from your standpoint, you've obviously had the chance to do this with a couple of different partner brands. You know, when you, each one is different, obviously uh, each project is different. Is there, is there kind of like a feeling or an emotion you want somebody to kind of walk in and, and almost kind of resonate with you or, or feel as they leave after they kind of go and see this? Is there, is there something you're kind of looking for other than, you know, wow, is there anything from that perspective? And I, I'm sure you've done a few of these in different categories and what have you, but is there something that, you know, from your standpoint kind of, you know, makes it feel like, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. It's worthwhile. And, you know, is there any kind of emotion that you want people to kind of, kind of resonate with, or, or I guess feel as they experience uh, these things in person? Mm, it's a great question. Well, the wow is really, you know, that would be number one. Um, and I, I feel pretty darn confident that we're going to get that 
And I think what, you know, what matters to me as an emotion or what kind of I, you know, when I look at the photography that I've seen of the space and, and obviously the product that I've been seeing and what we wanted to convey is, is something special that you don't generally find at market. You know, there's going to be very few spaces, I think, that you walk into just in general as designers are looking around at product and go, oh, this is different. You know, wait, something's, something's happening here. Um, and that every single piece is special, but super livable, you know, where it's got that like incredible detail, but it's not overdone. It's not overdesigned. It's not too modern. It's not too traditional. It's very, very livable, but there's clearly a point of view. So it's not generic or, you know, something you kind of walk by and go, yeah, yeah, I've seen five other showrooms that look like that today. So yeah. That level of kind of intrigue and, and just sophistication where you just want to hang out, you know, where you're like, this is super chic, but I can also just like throw my feet up and be casual and comfortable. Like that mix of, you know, high heels with torn jeans, like that's, that's kind of important. No, very cool. I think, and I think people are definitely going to have a, I think there's going to be some, some wows, uh, which will be, yeah. which will be exciting. Um, now you're, you're obviously going to be at market. You're going to be at our space, a number of things kind of going on. I know we have an event mm-hmm. at the learning center on Monday with you to kind of talk through a couple of things, but also can you touch on style row? I know the style row team, uh, which is another business entity that you're involved in. The team will be in the designer's lounge um, during market uh, for people, but maybe just also address kind of, style row as a, as a business and what, I, I know it's a little different from the interior space, but it's obviously very much connected to the interior space. If you can just kind of touch on that, I think that would be helpful. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, I started style row a couple of years ago, um, as a solution for interior designers. So one, um, in terms of software for my workflow, for my design projects, I was just like fed up with using five or six or seven different places to hold my visuals, collaborate with my team, communicate with my clients, present, uh, track orders, you know, all of the kind of nightmare between going from Pinterest to Keynote to Excel to InDesign to emails and, you know, all of the things. Um, So really streamlining that. But then that said, as a furniture brand, you know, wanting to be discovered by designers and giving them a place to shop some of the best companies in the world and, you know, remember what products you love easily and also discover new brands. So we have a marketplace, although it's not transactional, it's really just like a digital design center, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, where we have over, you know, 200 brands, all hand selected. It's invite only. We've been very particular about who we've brought onto the platform, started in the, you know, the high-end design center brands. And now we have a really lovely assortment of um, high point brands that you can find there um, that just allows designers to quickly find something, connect with their rep directly. There's no middleman, but get access to pricing and put it in front of your client quickly. You know, clients today just demand speed. They're, you're, everyone's used to having the Oracle in your pocket where you are like, how much is this? Where did this come from? Let's look for that. You know, and you type it into Google yep. on your phone and instant answers. But when it came to the interior space, it was like, well, let me get back to you in three days with a quote. And also just the wasted time of shopping market and then forgetting what I loved or taking a thousand photos, but not having anywhere to put them that my whole team could continue shopping. And so that's really kind of the intersection of why Style Row is on both sides of the fence, right? We've got a great marketplace design center for to, to discover. And then we have this incredible, super easy to use suite of workflow tools to make it easy to um like do the work once and, you know, be able to scale yourself as a designer and just waste less time 
on all of that stuff. So we've, um, our team is going to be there. I will be doing a presentation also at the point. Um, I've got a panel with two other fabulous designers Friday. We're going to be, you know, at the learning center and, you know, doing um, demos of the software as well as interviewing some of our great users that are going to be at market and getting some cool testimonials from them. So we'll be all around. Awesome. Well, I definitely, um, you know, if, um, folks that are listening, if you see Erin in the space, definitely come up, ask her a question, you know, and uh, feel free to send any compliments uh, our way as well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Last question I have for you. This is a question that I think everybody has the last couple of years have impacted maybe how they think about it. What does home mean to you? Hmm. Well, as someone that is a cancer sign and has been, you know, kind of a homebody for years in many ways, as much as I love to go, go, go and travel the world and jet set around when possible, even if it's, you know, to um, some local places, I really like to be home and I'm home most of the time and I work from home, but I've worked from home for very, you know, pre-pandemic as well. And so to me, it needs to be the most beautiful place you spend your time because you spend so much time there. And, you know, for when I create a space for clients, it's always so exciting for me when they finally have guests over and I get to see them transform from maybe like the trepidatious, oh, I don't really like to entertain. Oh, I don't feel good about my space. I don't want people over. You know, um, I look around and I'm just unhappy to going, oh my God, I love this. You know, I'm so thrilled to have people come and spend time with me in a beautiful space. And it it actually impacts your health. So, you know, I just, I cannot live in a non-beautiful space and that doesn't have anything to do with price point. You know, it's just showing a little bit of care and putting in a little bit of time to make it pretty, um, pays off dividends. And so to me, it is just, it should be the most beautiful place you get to spend your time because we spend so much of our life at home. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, yeah, I think, well, I think, our space will be hopefully one of the most beautiful spaces people walk into uh, during their market experience. And um, again, really excited, I think, to uh, get to this point, showcase uh, the work that's been done, obviously. And um, there'll be more after, of course, but um, yeah. uh, you know, just with other elements that, that kind of piece and tell this story. But uh, Aaron, we're looking forward to seeing you in person in a few weeks and looking forward, of course, to, to getting going here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Neil. I'm so thrilled to be there. And yes, to anybody listening, come see us, come say hello. Let me know what you think. I always am so open and excited to hear feedback either way, but uh, we can't wait to, to see a lot of good faces at market and show off the beautiful stuff we've created. Excellent. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again for your time and um, we'll see you soon. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Ciao. Thanks for spending some time with us today. I've been your host, Neil McKenzie from Universal Furniture. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at Universal Furniture.